Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator, and I'm Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick, and Eddie Wilson is on assignment in Latveria. Before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode, we want to tell you all how you can get a hold of us on social media. First off, go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Marvelists. You can find myself on Twitter and Instagram, at Peter Melnick. And, of course, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Peter Melnick. And also find Eddie on Instagram, the only place in the whole wide world, on Instagram, at Eddie9193. You can also listen to this show on a wide variety of audio platforms, including TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, SoundCloud. Let's see, what else do we got? We got iTunes, where you can rate, review, subscribe, and share. And most importantly, five-star if you're ever so inclined, because Eddie is, again, on assignment in Latveria. We can say this. We can say it without Eddie getting annoyed, but remember, five stars only. Four stars or below is much like the ice cream machine at McDonald's. It just does not work. Also, be sure to go on wolverinepodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout, Marvelists, where you'll get one free month of Stitcher Premium, and it's only $4.99 a month afterwards. Yes, $4.99 plus applicable state tax afterwards. But, because we haven't done that in a while, but the promo offer still stands, and it shows John Q. Stitcher at home that were a, th- a thing. I don't know why. I'm just doing a lot of Shatner-esque kind of talking. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately, so that might be the reason. But anyway, so a lot of stuff has happened since we last heard from you all, or you heard from us. I think that's how it works, isn't it? It is. But... The last episode, we had Al Ewing, and his Guardians of the Galaxy run has come out. It has started, and we cannot recommend it enough. Also, this episode is going to be having another special guest. It's an interview I recorded at New York Comic Con 2019. There's still some stuff from that show, which we have not released, but you're going to like what we have coming up. And today's special guest on this episode is the founder, the director of a bunch of movies at the company, Troma Pictures, Lloyd Kaufman, and he talks to us a little bit about James Gunn, as well as a little scoop he gave us, a scoopski, pertaining to The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, THE Suicide Squad. And I felt it's appropriate we release this audio this week because Birds of Prey just came out in theaters for the distinguished competition, and I have not seen the movie, I'm seeing it tonight, Really excited to see this because Rotten Tomatoes, and I realize some of you fans out there will be like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going to form my own opinion. Well, How do you know what's good for me? That's my opinion! Well, guess what, dummies? Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes film critics are actually right, and they will usually have a point to a lot of this stuff. Whatever. I'm just going on my soapbox here, my stand soapbox, Excelsior and so forth. But I like going to movies and knowing, okay, it is a good movie. 
but also it just verifies my opinion when I'm watching it because, okay, these film critics who I generally agree with based on my opinion as well, like this. Awesome. Fantastic. And knowing Birds of Prey is right now in the 80s, I believe almost 90s in terms of percentage on Rotten Tomatoes is pretty cool. And I'm ecstatic to see that. But what I want to talk to you all at home about is this past weekend was the superb owl. Ha ha ha. The Super Bowl. Get it? Because, you know, he drives me crazy. People who go on about, oh, remember they were doing the football with the catching and this and this because they don't want to talk about sports. But they're like, well, I'm too cool for that or I don't care about it. Just don't talk about it, dum dum. But anyway. Super Bowl this weekend, they ended up showing a preview for Black Widow as well as the really big deal, the previews for Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and a quick little snippet of Loki. And one of the things that was a major thing about this was the fact that when you look at that trailer, they quickly do a snapshot, one, two, three, one, two, three, of Wanda... And one of the appearances in that is her comic book outfit with the little red, you know, she looks like whenever I see Wanda wearing that little thing on her head, she looks like when you take a piece of bread and shove a cat's face through it. It's like that. Wanda is a bread cat. So look at look the up uh, bread cats or whatever. In bread cats or cat breading is the process of cutting a hole in a piece of bread and then slipping it onto the face of your cat. But... Yeah, she looks like a cat with a uh, going through a crust of bread. It's kind of cool, though. But I'm enjoying the fact that they're honoring the original comic book outfits. However, I will say, never really cared for that costume very much. That's just me. Much like the original Falcon outfit, which I'm so damn glad we will never see on the big screen. I really hope and pray we never see that. But we also saw... Again, quickly in passing what this is going to be and what this is going to be is a Disney Plus series talking about the relationship between Wanda and Vision. We don't know really when this is going to take place. We do know that it's going to tie into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which, by the way, we got some news that we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But we saw a lot of this footage of WandaVision, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with this. There's rumor and innuendo going around right now that the each of the episodes is going to be set in the style of a sitcom. Each episode is going to be a different decade. So we're obviously going to start 50s, 60s, 70s. And if I'm correct, I'm not 100%. John, verify this and do the fact-checking. Right now, it is running, I think, a seven-episode series. It's a six-episode series. So 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Can't confirm what he's saying, but maybe there's not going to be a 50s episode. We might be seeing different styles of what the past few decades of television have been. So each episode is going to be a different decade of a sitcom. And speculation is episode number 50, 60, 70, 80. Episode number four is going to be the Halloween episode. And with the Halloween episode, we're going to see Wanda dressed up as a devil witch or something. Enter the Scarlet Witch costume that we see in the preview. So I'm kind of excited seeing what they do with this. And yeah, who knows what they're going to do with this show, but I'm excited. I'm also excited about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And immediately they 
got right off the bat, they show Sam Wilson throwing the shield, throwing it right into a tree and showing he is Captain America. He has that ability, that prowess of what he can do as the character and as the role of Captain America. So I'm excited. I'm thinking there's a lot they can do with this. There's a lot that we don't know yet what's going on. All we know is Kurt Russell's son is playing the role of U.S. agent. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff with this show happening. And yeah, I'm excited. And they again, like I said, they quickly showed a brief clip of Loki and all it was was just the actor playing Loki saying a line John cue up the line from the preview right now I'm gonna burn this place to the ground and that's really about it so we don't know we really don't know what's gonna happen but with Tom Hiddleston in the role we know it's gonna be a fun role and apparently also on the topic of Loki it has not been announced what his role is, but apparently Owen Wilson, wow, wow, he's going to be in the show. We don't know if he's going to be a hero or a villain, but if I had to speculate, I don't see Marvel Studios casting him into a long-term role. I see Owen Wilson being a one-and-done, maybe type of villain role, and it's kind of similar to what we're thinking about with Christian Bale. I don't see Christian Bale in the MCU if he does get the role, if he's going to be in there long term or if it's just going to be a one and done kind of thing. Some people recently have speculated maybe we could see Christian Bale as the Silver Surfer. I don't know. But with Owen Wilson, what character can you really bring in through that? And if you do have to do a long term character, maybe Balder the Brave, I don't know. But whatever they do, It'll be interesting. And speaking of interesting, the biggest news of the week. Pizza time. It's pizza time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, I'm talking about Sam Raimi. Right now, Sam Raimi is in talks to replace director Scott Derrickson in regards to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And wow, that... One, that might guarantee now that the photo op at Monster Mania this year in Cherry Hill, New Jersey with Sam Raimi is going to sell out pretty damn fast. But this is something that we've been... It's been speculated who is going to replace Scott Derrickson. And as a matter of fact, a few weeks ago, if you listen to our episode with guest co-host Jeremy Bagley, he brought up the point of why not bring in Sam Raimi? He does horror, and the movie is supposed to be a horror-ish movie. Why not bring in Sam? Sam's got experience. Drag me to hell. Spookiness with Darkman. And of course, Hail to the King, baby, the Evil Dead trilogy. So who knows? But right now he is in talks. He's not guaranteed, which means production starts in May. So they really have to speed this up. They have to get him up to speed with what's going on with the film. Scott Derrickson, of course, is going to remain on the film as a producer. But we might be seeing Rami in the Marvel Cinematic Universe involved, which also means his one car will show up. You know, there is one of the things about Sam Raimi is he incorporates this one vehicle over and over and over into all of his movies. And like, you won't know it's in there, but this vehicle is in there. It's the vehicle that 
Bruce Campbell drove in the Evil Dead movies. It's the vehicle that Uncle Ben drove Peter in to go take him to the library before he got bang, bang, they shot you down, bang, bang, that awful sound, bang, bang, da-da-da-da. Anyway, Nancy Sinatra, because this is a show where we make shoehorn music references, and I got to make my shoehorn music reference. Also... He brought. He also brought the car into a uh, western show at one point. So Sam does a lot of weird stuff, but it's cool to see that with this, we're going to be seeing a possibility of Sam Raimi in this. And who oh boy, this could be interesting because this is the multiverse of madness, which could lead credence into my theory that we might be getting that Spider-Verse movie. And if this is a multiverse of madness, we might be seeing a certain web-slinger show up in this movie, but a different version. You never know. That's all I'm going to say. So now, before we wrap this episode up, we want to go bring it on over to the interview I conducted at New York Comic Con 2019 with Lloyd Kaufman, where he talks about a very suicidal squad scoop. This is New York Comic Con day numero dos, and we are joined right now with Lloyd Kaufman, the founder of Troma, the man responsible for so many different movies in the Troma catalog, such as The Toxic Avenger, Class of Newcomb High, Return to Class of Newcomb High, Tromeo and Juliet, among many others. And you're also the man who's partially responsible for bringing James Gunn into the Marvel Universe as well. Uh, Lloyd, how are you? Well, I, uh, I'm very sad because I worked with Stan Lee for uh, 50 years. We wrote scripts together. He's in about 10 of our movies. And um, he was a big supporter of Troma Entertainment. And at one point, I believe you guys were going to be in negotiations to do Fantastic Four before the Roger Corman one happened. That's why I didn't do it, because I was friends with Stan. I didn't want to, you know, I knew it was going to be kind of a schlocko, inexpensive movie. But Roger Corman, or whoever did it, whoever did it, did a pretty good job. Anyway, you're so lucky today because I have some very important Troma people with us. Ashley Niglieri one of the featured people in our new film, Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. Uh, I always like to mispronounce her name. Uh, Ashley, did I mispronounce yes. it? Yes. Perfectly. It's, it's Nag Pronounce Lieri. it for us, Ashley. Nag Lieri. Nag Lieri. Yes. I, I, yeah, I'm married, don't worry. Um, now, Ashley, one thing about working on Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. Um, Lloyd in a dress. Yes. It's everything um, I've ever wanted. Yes, he's stunningly beautiful. Thank you, Ashley Naglieri. And now may I present the beautiful Sarah Wright. And if you want to follow her... Sarah Grant. Uh, Sarah Grant. Like the $50 bill. Sorry, sorry, Sarah Grant. <laughs> or Ulysses But S. you Grant. are always right. That's what yes, I meant. Yes, thank you. And uh, Cherry Juju, if you're going J-U-J-U on Instagram. Uh, now tell us something about hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. Um, every day was a total adventure. Um, yes, Lloyd looked beautiful every single day. Uh, there was always like a surprise, a new person on set. There was uh, what was the guy from the Misfits? He was there one day. It was just like Leonard a total. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Dropped by, it was just like that? a total like fun farm, funny farm, and uh, it was it was the best summer ever. Oh, thank you. And Aaron. 
My God, it's Aaron. Aaron Ryan is here. Mm-hmm. Aren't you a d- director of photography on another bigger trauma movie? Oh, the Slashing Two, the final beginning. <laughs> Slashing Two, the final beginning. By the way, you did not mention Return to Return to Nukemai, which is Volume Two. Tarantino told me to do two uh, volumes, and uh, that's why there are two volumes. But they're not as good as Aaron Ryan's Slashing. The Slashing, that's an awesome film. That's honestly one of the most clever horror comedies I've I've ever not just worked on but seen in my. I'm so so stoked for that to come out. And how is it working with Lloyd Kaufman as uh, actor? <laughs> he is so direct. He hits his mark, makes a laugh. You always know when Lloyd's presence is in the room, really. It's magnetic, oh, yeah. truly, truly inspiring. Well, you know when he's in the building. <laughs> yes. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Luckily, nobody can see the handcuffs and rope that these people are tied up with. What color are those handcuffs anyway? <laughs> Netflix is doing a series, I think, on the making of a, of a lunatic. So, Lloyd, it's been yes. a pleasure an speaking with you. And thank you for your contributions to the history of film. Well, the main thing is uh, always keep your dignity. Absolutely. That is exactly why my penis is exposed at New York Comic Con booth 429, ladies and gentlemen. And if you would like to see a very, very small penis. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? What's that, little girl? Helicopter dick. Oh. You got to put it on a show for everybody. For sure. There you go. Well, at any rate. uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> a ten-year-old child is very upset. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, how can people get a hold of Troma on social media? Well, um, I like to go to Troma.com. But when I'm in the mood for Halloween gifts, TromaDirect.com. TromaDirect.com for all your Troma merchandise when you're not at the New York Comic Con uh, booth 429. Right. So TromaDirect.com yeah, is pretty good. I answer my own Twitter if anybody wants uh, I've seen that. wants some wisdom, but I don't answer Facebook. Very cool. Yes, and we also all have um, Instagram as well. Uh, yeah. Cherry Juju, as he mentioned, mine is Ashley Naglieri. Uh, we got Aaron, Aaron fucking Ryan. Fucking Aaron fucking uh, Ryan. Ryan. Aaron yes, fucking uh, Ryan. Aaron fucking Ryan. Aaron fucking Ryan. Yes, well, and uh, Troma Team Instagram. Troma underscore Team for Twitter. Yes. Yes. And um, there's also trauma a trauma army. Page. Yeah, um, yeah, that's not. Yeah. Uh, there's a it's lot a, of traumas out there, yeah, but uh, a, that's a that's lot a of fan, fans. A fan one. Yes. Yeah, beloved. Uh, by the way, I'm headed down to. This is a Marvel thing. Oh no, no DC. The Did distinguished competition. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm the only person, uh, and you have this first, actually. I, I have been killed in the Marvel universe in James oh, Gunn's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He is going to kill me in the DC universe. So, no, I don't think anybody can boast so, that accomplishment. So you're going to be dead in the Suicide Squad. Yes. I didn't even know you were sick. Uh, Lloyd, you, thank you. I don't think you'd be interviewing me if you didn't know I was that sick. Is, that is, <laughs> Lloyd, thank you for your time. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll do a, a longer version if you want. After, Because I'm sure what we all have said here uh, is so wise and intellectual that it's kind of Proustian, I think. I would say so. Speaking of Proustians... Aaron Ryan, Ashley <laughs> Naglieri, and the beautiful, Sarah if you could Grant. only see Sarah Grant. Grant, $50 bill. And the Toxic Avenger just walked in. Wow. And he is on fire. All right. Well, thank Somebody you. Somebody put him out. <laughs> All right. Big thank you to Lloyd Kaufman for joining us on the program today with that interview at New York Comic Con 2019. Once again, big thanks to the people at Reed Pop for bringing us along for New York Comic Con last year and hopefully this year.
Now, how can you get a hold of us? Well, listen to the episode from the beginning because that'll work that way. Anyway, for The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. He is always Eddie Wilson. And I'm John Sherburn, audio editor. If you liked the, this cut of the show, you like the jokes, you like the bits, please go listen to Peter Melnick Can't Shut Up, which is about, as you might have guessed, Peter Melnick and his inability to shut up, edited by me, John Sherburn. Lots of pranks, lots of jokes, lots of the same kind of content. So if you like that, then you'll like his other shows, so I'll give it back to Peter and... Excelsior. I think it's going to be a long, long time. So touchdown brings me around again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no. No, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man burning out his fuse out here. Alone. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man.